Bat, bat, Christian Brown, baddest man in the whole damn town. Bigger balls than the old King Kong. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> Meaner than a junkyard dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Christian Brown. Christian Brown is something to behold. Bad, bad Christian Brown. Yeah. Him and Bruce Brown do. They got bigger balls than old King Kong. Is that in the song? No, I changed it because did you hear what Malone said about him? That he has big balls? Says it big balls. That's kind of awkward, Malone. Malone said it yet last night. He says he's got he's some balls on. Referring to his. He said he's got afraid. some. He's not afraid. Yeah. Oh, he's not. Afraid. He, he said he said a normal. Okay. Last no, wait, night. Did he last... actually say that he has big balls? No, he said he has balls on. Okay. So one would assume they're big. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He has testicular cancer. Yeah. Or if he's aging. Um, but yeah, no. He's got he's, some balls on him. He's do he does, dude. He does. <laughs> He Christian Brown's got some balls on him. Yeah, he's not—he's not scared or afraid or anything really. That block was awesome. Yeah, can you That's talk right. us through the block real quick? Uh, the block was amazing. Go for it. Oh no! In your eyes, what did you see? Because I saw something and I described it to Tim last night. What did you see? Oh man, uh, I, I saw him in help defense and jump before Malik Beasley and reject it and still catch it, and the crowd, you know. Colin Gillespie and everybody else on the bench went wild. Yeah, I saw the exact same thing, except a dude who could jump. For a white boy. And he's he's not left-handed, and he blocked it with his left hand. But the fa my favorite thing was... <laughs> I know something you don't know. Just before... Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's not left-handed. Uh, just before uh, that play, mm -hmm. um, DeMarcus... Or not DeMarcus, what's his name? Marcus Beasley? What's Malik, his name? Malik, Malik sorry, Beasley. Malik Beasley. Yeah, no, Mark Malone. Mark Malone and Malik Beasley. And Marcus Beasley. Malik Beasley, before that play, had been talking shit to, um, oh, crap, who was it? It might have been Bruce Brown. Was it Bruce Brown? It might have been Bruce Brown. But anyway, on the next play down, Malik's, like, all hyped up and tries to go ham. And then, uh, yeah, as you said, help defense, quick shuffle step. Quick elevation, left-handed block, and then my favorite part is two stare downs. The first on the block when he said, "Give me that," you mm -hmm. could hear the audio on the on the uh, telecast. Yeah, he said, "Give me that," mm -hmm. and looked at him. And then when he got the ball after blocking it, he stared at him after passing. It was awesome, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, my reaction at home was, "Oh shit!" Yeah, no, <laughs> I yelled like, "What?" Yeah, I was like, "Why did you have to come see this?" <laughs> like yelling in the house. Good, Timmy. I only saw the replay. I was at dinner with my wife last night. Um, it's awesome. Jim Watson, as we all know, big Kansas fan. Uh, he said you guys are going to fall in love with this brown kid pretty quick. And uh, that is the truth. Nailed it, huh? That is the truth. I was a little skeptical because of the way – I mean, obviously, in college, um, you know, Bill Self thought highly of him, kept him in the whole national championship game. But, you know, he's obviously always been a great defender. But to see him be able to put up some points as well, um, attacking the basket, showing no fear – um, you know, he's definitely playing at this point in time uh, beyond his years in the NBA, which is awesome to see. He's uh, He really brings that spark. He's going to play a lot for us because he actually plays defense, and he helps, and he boxes out. And he actually he actually stops the ball 
which is a novel idea. When they're bringing the ball up, he'll step in front of it and stop the ball. He is already an elite. He's already an elite on-ball defender. Already an elite on-ball defender. Uh, like uh, you know, just six games into the season. While the block was an amazing defensive play, it was not my favorite defensive play that that uh, Christian Brown made last night. Unfortunately, the best defensive play he made last night, he actually got called for a foul on. Do you guys know what I'm referring to? Was it in the first half? I think it was in the first half. No, I don't to think. I'm to get to watch much of the first half. No. What are you talking about? Okay. Um, Clarkson is trying to shake him and can't. The shot clock's running down. Brown is all over him, dude. Mm-hmm. All over him. Clarkson has to pull up for this like oh, panic three. three. Got bailed out. Yeah. yeah and, and, out. and he blocked Brown blocked the three in great defensive stance and uh, got bailed out, right? Clarkson got bailed out. But that right there was even better than the help side block because it should Jordan Clarkson can shimmy a little bit, man. He is not an easy dude to guard one on one. Not at all. And Brown locked him down. And if you look at the game before against the Lakers. Brown was not intimidated to guard LeBron, although no one really should be these days. Uh, but he was not intimidated by that task. Um, the dude's for real in terms Shut of down Jordan Poole mm-hmm. yes. when we beat when we beat Golden yes, State. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Well, we're six games in, and he has two defensive MVPs, two defensive MVP yeah, chains. He got the chain. He said he went yeah. to sleep with the chain. He's got it twice That's already. Awesome. The Warden is post game conference. Yeah, no, the dude's a legit and elite defender. <clears throat> Um, good news, he's not the only legit elite defender that we've picked up and is making a difference on our team. Um, KCP has been. Um, hopefully he comes back from the ankle injury. But let's talk Bruce Brown for just one moment. Oh, man. Bruce Brown is awesome. an athlete, man. That dude is an athlete. Versatile. Yeah, versatile, athlete, can do it all. Um but that guy can lock you up too, and he can lock up one through three pretty easy. Chris Brown, Christian Brown, <laughs> Chris Brown, Chris Brown, <laughs> Christian Brown. Can you say you like you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could get some RB up in this, but yeah, Christian Brown is an elite defender in the sense that he can guard probably one through four uh, in the NBA. Uh, right. Bruce Brown can't do that. But he can play one through four as a small dude, which is pretty cool offensively. And defensively, he can guard one through three really, really well. Um, and KCP is a one through four guy as well. Like, just really good offseason moves. I think we're starting to see him come to fruition a little bit. Great move. Before the game uh, last night, uh, the game against the Jazz, where I'm glad we stomped on them uh, for a little bit of payback. Right. Um, yeah, they've been they've – been, riding a high that I don't think is going to last. Although I will give myself a little bit of credit from the first uh, season three bros on nugs episode where I said they'd made some pretty savvy moves and they were going to be all right. But anyway, uh, prior to the game, uh, (laughs) the, the broadcast crew was talking about, um, they were talking about defensive efficiency in your top five, uh, who's been best, your best five deficiency, defense, defense efficiency uh, rating. And can you guys take a stab at who our our top five guys on the floor, our best top five defensive efficiency rating is? 
Want to take a stab at it? I'll, I'll let Will go first because we, you and I kind of discussed this a little bit last night. Okay. So like our lineup that has the best defensive. The best five dudes that we put on the court that has the best defensive defensive efficiency rating. Yes. Okay. I'll go Mall. Uh, so Jamal mm-hmm. Brown. Mm-hmm. Brown. Mm-hmm. Now Gordon what? Jokic. You got it, dude. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. Absolutely. Really it's good not, job. MPJ on that list. No. <laughs> no. You nailed it. That is our best defensive unit. KCP is not on that unit, if you notice. Mm-hmm. KCP is on our second best deficiency rating or defensive efficiency, efficiency rating, rating. Uh, unit, but that is our best one right there. That's 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 crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, there's some dudes who can ball out defensively. I've been very happy. I know we're going to talk a lot of Jamal, I assume, at some point uh, in this episode. I've been very happy uh, with him defensively, right? This is what you're nervous about. Um, coming off the ACL tear, you're nervous about his uh, lateral movement, explosiveness. his explosiveness offensively, but defensively, his lateral movement, is he going to be able to guard ones and twos uh, like he was starting to do um, before the injury? Remember, I, I would I would consider Jamal an elite defender before his injury. He wasn't. He didn't used to be, but he built himself up to that point. Um, but I've been pleasantly surprised with the way he's been able to guard ones and twos uh, so far this season. And we all know his uh, offense will come around um, at some point, but that's a that's a really good sign for us that he's a part of that top that top defensive defensive efficiency crew. Nice. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's good stuff. Tim, what's your thoughts on Bruce Brown? Uh, I like him. That's my thought. Um, <laughs> good. No, uh, thank you. Um, uh, thank no. you. I've uh, you know he impressed me with his defense right off the bat, uh, and then again the Lakers game, dude. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. He was hitting those outside threes. You know, it was kind of a close game, and then it wasn't. Kind of back and forth a little bit. Nobody was scoring, but Bruce Brown was just drilling it. Drilling mm-hmm. it. Nailing him. Drilling it. Yeah, drilling Nailing it. and drilling yeah, it. At the same time. Mixed in it. <laughs> um, yeah, from three. And it was awesome. And then he was just chir- chirping. Chirping mm-hmm. at LeBron. Chirping. I loved it. I loved Me it. Too. Um, yeah, I definitely found – uh, you know, obviously, I didn't watch a whole lot of Nets last year. I have a hard time watching NBA games outside of the Nuggets. Um, so, like, while I knew his name and, like, his capabilities, I never actually, like, watched him play a full game. And so getting to do that, um, you know, I definitely think I'm excited. I don't think I'm excited um, for the possibility of the things moving forward with our lineup, um, especially when, uh, you know, when especially when Powell comes back from his sprained ankle which kudos to him to make that layup while rolling his ankle the way he did. Um, but, yeah, Bruce Brown, awesome. Um, you know, like I said, Bruce Brown's awesome. Both Browns are playing lights out right now. Um, and just hopefully, um, you know, they can continue to do that for the rest of the season. Did you guys see during the Lakers game after he made that three against Braun? Because their game plan, I guess, was the we're going to let Brown shoot. Mm-hmm. And he goes, your game plan ain't working after he knocked right. down this third one. He's like, he, he went to, because uh, it was on ESPN too. Yep. He went to like Jefferson and Reddick and he goes, their game plan ain't working. Yeah. <laughs> Talking some shit. Um, it, yeah. it, it was awesome. Uh, I will say one more thing about Brown before we move on is that he has played, he has started at the one. Mm-hmm. He has started at the two. And he has started at the three. Mm-hmm. So just like to, you know, uh, echo that versatility mm-hmm. where we're able to pick and and use him where we need to and that, that one through three spots is a really big thing. Okay, okay. 
just want to say something real quick. We we won't do mid-season awards yet, but like, man, ah, Cal, Calvin, not, not even close. I know that's funny. I, I I I know dumb dumb thing to say, but anyway. What about a tenth of the way? Cal, Calvin Booth. All right, looking good right now for executive of the year. He is looking good. Unfortunately, you know who else is looking Six good? Six games in, bro. Steve Kerr is also looking very good for executive of the year. Steve Kerr? No, sorry. Uh, no, Danny Ainge. My apologies. Yeah. Right. Danny, Danny Ainge. Yeah, that, so far how Utah has played. Yes. Correct. The way they've played, plus all the draft picks they've accumulated, that team. They're going to want to tank for Wimbamama, or whatever his name is, the French dude. Yeah, that guy looks legit. Um, what about Adam Silver coming out and saying, hey, I'm watching closely these tanking teams. Do you think that's like a real threat? Or what are you going to just- do? What are you going to do? I think it's awesome that he is, quote, unquote, trying to say something about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what are you really going to do? I mean, they're talking about changing the percentages that you can get when it comes to the lottery. I guess. Um, I but, I mean, that's a lottery. It's a, it's a lottery. Rig the lottery. Yeah. I mean, like, like they did for Cleveland a few years ago yeah. after they lost LeBron and they rigged it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're really going to do for teams that are tanking. It's a little early for teams to tank, you know, six games in. You would hope that they would actually come out and try to play for a while. The only other thing you could do is find teams. Like, you know, when they're tanking, you can find – I mean, I don't know. Like, if you guys have an answer to it, I think it's cool he wants to look into it, but he also has to look into a whole lot of other stuff that he's not looking into. So. I don't I don't think – I don't think you can control it, man. Relegation. Now, that would be a thing. G League teams come up and <laughs> NBA teams go down. Let's do it, man. Right? That would be a real thing. You want, you want to play like crap on purpose? We're going to really We're going to send you down to the G League. Yeah. Have you fun. Get draft picks. Yeah, you don't get draft picks. Yeah, have fun with that. Now, that would be awesome. That would be so awesome. Oh, dude. But, but Dan, Dan Patrick thinks all American sports should adapt. Oh, to relegation? Yeah. To relegation. Absolutely, yeah. It's this, Broncos it's this, would be relegated. The right way to do it. Oh, yeah. We're only halfway through the season, man. Yeah. There's Tim's being optimistic. Around. Tim's being optimistic about it. Mr. Optimist. Yeah. I'm not always Mr. Optimist. No, you're really I'm not. Really that's, what, this into this. that's what that's what's really surprising to me. That's good. It's like Broke. you're the only optimistic one about the Broncos right now. When when typically I'm a little more optimistic. Yeah. You're trying to be optimistic, and I'm trying to wonder I'm, why. I'm just the negative Nance. And I'm just curious if it has anything to do with the fact that you're going to Carolina for Thanksgiving. And you don't want to walk into Carolina <laughs> with a bad team. You're Eddie Royal. Yeah. Just be like, this is when we were good. Does that have anything to do with that, though? No. Okay. I, I, we're in a society, we're in a world of instant satisfaction, instant, right, right. instantaneous, right. like, this is what's going to work. Yeah. Um, to build a team, you gotta, you got to have – got to fail before you can succeed because you only in failure do you truly learn what success is. And so right now – I truly feel that the Broncos are going through – we're going through a phase. We lost our owners. We had no owners. Now we have a group of owners. This is not something that Denver community is used to at all. Um, you know, so we've had people in management running the team with no with no say from an owner for, for what, like five years now? Right. Um, so, like, you're not having these people that are pressuring you from above, uh, which kind of changes that dynamic. But at the end of the day, you got to give a guy a chance. And you got to give him an opportunity. While Hackett needs to learn and grow as a head coach, it's not all on him. We've been ripple, we've been tearing apart by injuries. Um, our offensive line, our wide receivers have been injured on the defense. Countless injuries. 
I feel like we've had more injuries this year than we've had in previous years. Uh, so his whole idea of not playing in the preseason didn't really work. Didn't really work. Um, and, 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 you know, he's calling some good plays. And, and when Russ is playing, he's missing some wide open wide receivers. He's missing wide open people across the middle of the field. It's not all on Hackett. I feel like we have the pieces and we have a decent coach who, with a little bit of support, can make that leap. Uh, and the other reason I want him to succeed is because I don't want to become that next bottom dweller that fires a coach every year because you're not going to build culture if you fire a coach every single year. You're never going to build that base that you need. I mean, even Bill Belichick, quote-unquote the greatest quarter, uh, coach of all time, um, sucked his first time out. Right. You know? Um, so you just got to give the guy a chance. And, like, the NFL is tough. All these teams are good. We're, 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 in a young, we're in a young division with young quarterbacks, you know, young team. And we've got a hell of a defense. That's why I would hate for us to lose and us just trade everybody away because we're real close. We just got to figure it out on the offense. And I feel like given a great opportunity here by, you know, it's kind of a quote-unquote short week because you play, you know, you fly to London, you lose a day here, you know. Um, So they call it a quote-unquote short week. So if we can come out of this with a win and then have a bye week, and if we can come out of that bye week with a little bit of momentum from a win, I really feel like we could go – I'm not – I originally thought we'd be a playoff team. Now I'd just be happy if we get seven or eight, nine wins in that ballpark. Uh, but I really feel like if we can capitalize on this opportunity against the Jaguars, we've got a great defense. We're holding teams with powerful offenses to little points. So, like, we're close, and I feel like you just have to give the man a chance and that if you continue to just fire coach after coach after coach, you become the next organization like the Cleveland Browns who just fires everybody. So that's why I'm hopeful. Time out with Timmy. Time out with Timmy. There it was. With the, on the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. I, bros I'm on just, Bronx. I, <laughs> no, it's though. bros on asses. Yeah, bros on asses. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, cool. no, I, I love that optimism. I really do. I, I really, really like that optimism. And the Nuggets did the same. Yeah. How we how they built culture. Yeah. So we just need to do the same thing with the, the asses. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I'm, I'm, I would love to see that. I also have come up with a theory. You know, when, um, Russell Wilson, his press conference was like, Broncos country's less ride. I really think he was talking to Sierra and hinting at her song, Ride It, because he was getting ready to go home and, and do the nasty. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely. the same thing. There is a big hey, correlation. We're going there. home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he was actually talking to Broncos next. Like, we're going to ride. He's like, mm-hmm. Sierra, let's ride. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's get back on track. Just real quick. We are being way too judgmental on Russell Wilson as well as mm-hmm. the media in Denver. Oh man, that's my so last. Little, that's my last. Little people in general, man, just yeah. keen and cringe. This is too. It's too much, man. It's too yeah, I, I listened to one hundred four three. The fan. Oh, they're terrible. And D Mac and and Wolf are just mean. They're just. But anyway, they're, um, they're just bullies. They are. They're just. They are, dude. No, they're awful, dude. No, they're, they're awful. And I used to like D Mac, but no. Dude, no, one hundred four three. The fan in general and all haters. They're they're there to hate, man. Mm-hmm. All they do is want to be critical of everything. Uh, notice they don't cover the avalanche very much because they're awesome. Yeah. One of four through the fan, do better. There you we know. go. Do better. And that's coming from real journalists. Do better. Okay. All right. Uh the Broncos will win tomorrow, no doubt about it. Uh so will the Arsenal. I'm proud of both of them. All right. Uh Nugs Nation. Let's dig. Let's dig. Okay. Nugs Nation. 
Let's do it. Um, Jamal Murray's coming back, guys. Thoughts on where he is right now and what you are, what you wish to have seen at this point? Has he met expectations? Are we a little concerned about him? I have a, I have one big concern, uh, but you guys first. Jamal, take it. Oh, me? Uh, you know, I like Jamal. I always have, always will. I have, a, I have a running joke with my father-in-law that if I ever have a boy, his name will be Jamal. <clears throat> um, I'm sure your father-in-law loves that. Yeah, totally. He cracks up every time I mention Jamal. I think he's a little nervous that it will happen, but we all know my wife wanted that to happen. Um, no, if you can spin it in some way. Well, I tried the whole Jokic, uh, Jamal Jokic graph, and then you just named him called JJ. Um, no, that didn't work. Did you call Murray. Anyways, uh, bring it back in. <laughs> Jamal, I've... Uh, you know, first couple games out, I was a little frustrated because he was, like, missing. I guess the first game out when he really struggled shooting, I was a little frustrated. You know, I was like, come on, that's, like, all you've been doing for the last two years is shooting. Um, but then you got to really get into the mindset of he's getting back out there at the NBA speed, playing against NBA players. And, like, there's a whole transition from shooting an open three in practice to actually playing and scoring a game, a point in the NBA Mm-hmm. I'm I like where he's at. He's starting to feel explosive, which is awesome. In the Lakers game, you got to see him struggle from the outside. Yeah, no concern. And then he was struggling from the outside, and he did what he always did before his injury is when he's struggling from the outside, yeah. he starts inside. Yeah. And he had a couple good dunks, one of which he tried to get on LeBron, but LeBron got out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's feeling that bounce, and he's feeling more confident uh, going to the hole, which mm-hmm. is awesome because that's where you're going to get your collision and that's where you're going to run into people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's where you, that's where his injury, that's happened. where you risk your injury. So yeah. to see him, you know, six games into the season, actually starting to be able to attack the paint. Um, I find very encouraging that he'll be coming around. His shot will come. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was two for four last night from the three point line, which is a good, good for him after, after that break, it's only going to get better. His defense has been good. He's moving his feet. I feel like his lateral quickness is there. I feel like he's just rusty when it comes to playing basketball against other people who can play basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take some time. That mm-hmm. may take several games for mm-hmm. him to get there. It may take, a, may take a month for him to really feel completely 100% comfortable. But where he's at right now uh, excites me uh, and gets me really fired up for how he's going to be playing come you know middle of the season, end of the season, going into the playoffs. Agreed. My uh, my analysis of Jamal is uh, I'm I think he's right where he should be. Yeah. You know, um, I know you mentioned this early in the uh, um, in the episode today is that his defense is right where he started off at, mm-hmm. which is really good and, and it's helpful. Uh, the two main game with him and Jokic is bloomy. Blue. Agreed. It's bloomy. We're getting awesome. there. We're working on the old intricacies, the 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 down screen, the cross screen back up. You know when he when he screens down and then he comes back up with Jokic. I do have one issue with the uh, the two man game there that I think we're going to talk about later, huh. and that is Jokic is going to have to start hitting some shots from the outside, right? In order for that to work, agree. But I'm totally with you, agree, yep, absolutely. But the two man game is getting there. Mm-hmm. He's starting like the one thing that I like. Or always did about Jamal is he wasn't afraid to attack the mid range, mm-hmm. and he started to get more like he got knocked down a couple mid range shots last night, mm-hmm. which was really good and encouraging. Um, 
outside of that, yeah, the, the, the shot, he's just, and he said this the other night in his interviews, like, look, I'm just, I'm learning to read and react with the game again. Yeah. And when he can develop scoring off the dribble again, because it's not quite there yet, but when, because there's times where, remember when he would, we would do that switch and he got, he got the switch that he wanted. Mm-hmm. It would be barbecue chicken. Yeah. And he's like, oh, dude, I can, I can drive on you. I can, I can Step pull up on three, you. Yeah. He's not doing the pull up dribble off the, you know, pull up off the dribble yet. When he gets to that, that Jamal, that's going to be scary. Yeah. And that, as that two man game develops more and more, uh, what, what I, I, I like is that, that three's coming along from catch and shoot. But a couple times where we were deep in a shot clock and, and a couple games, he just, jacked it up yeah. and knocked it down right and so that he still has that ability yes, he does yeah so it's exciting that's going to develop that's going to take a while to develop but he's right where he should be and uh the explosiveness is there and same you know and i know you'll, you'll say your piece on jamal but i want to talk about mpj a little bit on that same thing is his explosiveness is there too mm-hmm. his shots there too so those guys coming back from injury has been huge and they're they're the players that we think they can be with we know the growth in the next three, four months is going to get us to where we want to be. Yeah. Uh, on Jamal, I, I agree with what you guys both said. My big concern, but as you mentioned, Jamal talked about this, that he's still kind of catching up to the game, right? My big concern with Jamal through the first five games was his turnovers. Um, yeah. He just did not see things. He didn't know where guys were. He, uh, But the speed of the Good game, point. he's still catching up to it. But last night was a big step in the right direction. He played within himself. He saw the floor better. He was making better decisions out of the pick and roll with Jokic, um, which I agree with you is growing. Jokic has to start hitting a few. He doesn't have to hit a 40% rate, Yeah, that's not good. but he's got to hit about 30 to 33 in order for that pick and roll game to actually like be unstoppable. Be unstoppable. So the the, the pop, the pop Jokic three needs off the top of the key. And he needs to shoot it with, Without hesitation, sometimes. And if he can do that, then that that pick and roll game really opens up for them. Correct. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm very pleased with where Jamal is. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier his defensive ability to get lateral, which is huge. Um, his explosiveness, as Tim mentioned, with the dunks is huge. I'm just uh, I was a little nervous about the turnovers, but last night he made a huge step in the right direction when it comes to that. So I'm I'm good there, man. Really good there. I still trust him more than anybody else to handle the ball. Oh, dude, absolutely. And make it make a good. I granted he had turnovers, but I trust him more than anybody else on our team to handle the ball and pass it. So you don't trust Bones Highland just oh, shimmying up and down. Dear the court. God, no. How Bones Highland is probably the hardest player in the NBA to coach, right? Imagine the patience that Mike Malone, Mike Malone did not used to have this patience. Right? Right. He sticks with Bones even when Bones is doing like crazy shit because he knows that Bones could potentially go off for like 22 points in a quarter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he has that ability to just go off. Oh, Bones. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't trust Bones bringing the ball up. I don't really trust Bruce Brown bringing the ball up even though he can. I Jokic and, and Murray are the only two guys I really, really trust advancing the ball up the court against a, a, a an on-ball defender. Timmy, I know something's on your mind. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. until last night, I was fed up with Bones. 
Like yeah. he was just making me angry the first five games. Now I didn't get, to, I haven't watched every single game, but every game I've watched Bones has been a turnover machine. He's been chucking up threes, not, not playing well. Um, but it appears last night, and again, I didn't get to watch the first half, but he kind of found a rhythm. Um, and you know, he, uh, last night had seven threes off the bench, which is the most by any player bench player so far this season in the NBA. That's crazy. So he, that's what happens. He's you guys, we said it last year. I think we'll continue to say it again. He's a, he's a, I don't know if I'd call him better, but he's very similar uh, to, to Will Barton in the fact that he can get hot. And right. he's a very frustrating player to watch. Their games are definitely different, but the frustration that comes with watching him yeah. and the reward that can be there yes. are the same. Yeah. Bench unit. What do you like? What do you don't like? The bench unit? Yeah. I well, like, bones. I like, on the bones I like last night. How he didn't just play like a straight five bench. He let MPJ stick Thank with you. the bench. Yeah, that's I, big. And he's not, he's acknowledged that like yeah. I can't can't just do this five and this five. I got to right. stagger this stuff. He's gonna have to stagger. He has to. Um, if you play just a straight five from the bench, it's just not gonna. We don't have we don't have the scoring. And that's it. Unless Bones goes off, that's what that's or what works. Like or if Jordan's hitting threes. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. That's I thought that was funny in the post. I thought it was extinct. Yeah, dude. That uh, Mike Malone was hilarious in the post game interview where he was like, uh, "He's at one hundred percent on this season," and I told him he needs to stay there. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, right? Um, but yeah, no. I, our bench scoring wise is a little bit and defensively. Let's just be real. Uh, DeAndre Jordan obviously is a good dude and is a locker room. He's a locker guy. He's a culture guy. He's a locker room guy. Got the dudes in the locker room love him. You can tell that by the way they respond to him and the way he responds to them, both on the bench and in the locker room from the brief glimpses we get as fans. But you can tell that like that's there. What he doesn't do well is everything else. Uh, he's too slow. He's right. too old. Um, he'll dunk, which is awesome. But he's not even blocking shots at a high rate anymore. Nope. Um, but – so that's a problem, first of all. <laughs> Bones is either turning the ball off or going for seven threes. There's no consistency, right? Right. Or he's he's yeah, he's he wants the ball in his hand all the time, like a ball dominant guard. You can't be that bones. Just play within yourself. Play within yourself. Play within yourself. Um, you know, uh, and then after that it gets it gets a little tricky, right? It gets very tricky. Like, where does the scoring come from? Yeah, where does the scoring come from? I don't know. If Bones isn't going off, I don't know where the scoring has come from. Um, but, yeah, staggering starters in there changes the whole complexion. When uh, the Jazz last night had to honor MPJ's range, it opened up the whole game for those those dudes. And um, as long as we continue to do that, I think we're okay. Uh, I don't know why Zeke doesn't get any run. He seems to be bigger, stronger now. I don't know why he's not getting run other than Jordan's got to play a little bit, but I don't know. We've even gotten small instead of putting Zeke in, you know, we've gotten like super small. Yeah. We've gotten MPJ, Jeff, Green, yeah, at Jeff Green at the five and PJ at the five. So I, I don't know, man. So, but yeah, those, those are my thoughts there. I think when we play good deep teams, it's going to be important that we play guys like Zeke and ish. Yeah, guys that can uh, are leaders. Uh, I mean, Ish is 
He's like the Kroger brand mid-range game of CP3. Yeah, no, he is. He's the like, Kroger brand. I like that. Like, like he, whoa, you know? did you come up with that on your own? Yeah. Ah, I like that. All right, cool. Like, I want to see Ish play with Bones a little bit in regards to like, okay, man, we're gonna be smart this possession. We're not just gonna jack it up. And I, you live and die with Bones, right? Like, I was just, I, I texted you guys last night. I said he's probably gonna give Malone an aneurysm. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. Anyway, like to have a guy who's like, okay, like I'm, I'm gonna get us some some mid range open shots here and score some points when we're struggling here, and instead of a you know thirteen to two run, it's maybe eleven to five run, and manage it a little bit more when we're up by like 12, 11 points, you know, so we don't just completely destroy our lead. But I, I, find, think, I, I think guys like it, and, and then Zeke spreads the floor, man. You have to honor Zeke. <laughs> Jordan, then no one's gonna do that. Like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna pick and pop with DeAndre Jordan ever. So I, I'm interested to see if we can, and I really hope we can incorporate Zeke and Ish into that bench unit when we play better teams. You know, basketball is an interesting sport, right? It's a game of runs. Get, all sports are games of momentum. We understand that. But basketball, especially at the NBA level, is a game of runs, right? What I've found to be super interesting in the way Malone is handling the bench and the starters is he's actually letting the starters go just a tad bit longer and the other team will sub, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's letting his bench go just a tad bit longer. And it seems to give this weird sort of ebb and flow to the game where we, we don't have dudes who are on the same level as the guys who come into the game from the opposing team. But after like 30 seconds to a minute, we kind of flow. I, I wonder if there's some data, some like analytics, analytics playing into the way that he's subbing this year. It's, it's different from last year. And it's almost got kind of like a hockey line sort of vibe thing. Like if we time this right, we might start off a little slow, but as these, as the opposing team is fading their subs, our dudes are hitting their stride. It's a very, I don't know what's going on there, but it's a really interesting thing to pay attention to. But still got to stagger it with not every. Oh yeah. Got to keep it started. I liked, I liked how MPJ played with that second unit. Absolutely. And how they blossomed together yeah. and created some spacing really helped out. And then he can be the dude, right? Then he can be the dude. The dude. All right, Timmy. Sorry. What's up? Nothing. I was gonna see if you wanted more of Oh, do you want one of these? No, I do at one point. Well, dude, they're very good. Yeah. I'm gonna have one more. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You don't have to have Dave. You drink what you want to drink. Thank you. Don't let me pressure you. No, I'm being pressured. What is this? Steezy. Steezy. Um, grow fundamentals, real quick. Yeah, I think I think you guys addressed some of the grow fundamentals with uh, Brown and Brown. But uh, what's your grow fundamental? Christian Brown's uh, finish at the rim. He comes with square shoulders. He does. Right? He squares he up does. to the basket. He does. He squares his shoulders. Yeah, he squares like, his shoulders to the basket, and he finishes over his head. Yeah, I mean, he's not trying to, like, dunk on people. He's not trying to, like, finger roll on people. He comes square to the basket, uh, which is parallel to the basket angle with his shoulders, and he goes up strong and takes contact, absorbs contact, 
and finishes. I, I think it's a, a, a really fundamental thing that he does there. I mean, we, I think we can do a whole Christian Brugger fundamentals. Well, my, I, I kind of alluded to mine earlier when I said I love how he actually stops ball. Yeah. Right. Like, there's, I haven't seen anybody in the NBA for a long time actually just pick up the ball dribbler, you know, pick up the ball handler yeah. and keep him from penetrating the paint. And uh, last night, Christian Brown did it several times. I think he did it. I can remember two times for sure, but I'm sure he did it more than that. One time he even stopped ball and then ran back and contested the shot because Bones stood there That's staring right. off at his yeah. face. Right. Um, so, yeah, my, my, mine would be stop ball. And that was something that I've been so frustrated with the, with the Nuggets for years now is that we never stop ball. And to see a guy do it last night multiple times and then even try to recover and contest a shot yeah. is just uh, hard for a guy. That, that's a, that's a kid playing fundamental basketball at a high level. Absolutely. Migra fundamentals, also Christian Brown. Hey. You know, triple. Um, his ability to, to rebound. There was a time where uh, Jokic is is the only one in the paint. Right. And he, he reads that. It. Yep. He reads that and he crashes the boards. Yep. He gets the rebound. Goes straight up, keeps the ball high, gets fouled, and gets his hand one mm-hmm. from that rebound. Yeah. Like, because he just read it. Like, everybody else is ball watching. They always talk about ball watching, right? Yeah. Don't ball watch. Christian didn't. He went into the paint and got got that offensive rebound, went back up, got fouled, got an and one. That's my fundamental. I agree. And him and Jokic have a little understanding when it comes to rebounding. Like, Jokic, there was one defensive rebound last night where Jokic intentionally – tipped it back off the backboard in hopes that someone else would be there and Brown was right there. So, because Jokic isn't out jumping anyone, right? He, his goal in rebounding is to keep the ball alive and use his strength. Yeah. yeah. Um, but right. so he tapped it back off the backboard. Christian Brown was right there. It's good stuff, dude, the way that kid has uh, joined the crew. It's awesome. If, if I'm coaching high school basketball, I'm making a mixtape of Christian Brown highlights Yeah, and showing my team. Like, hey, yeah. This is what you and he's in the NBA. Yeah, he's a, and he's a winner. You can play the right way and still do this, guys. He's a, he's a winner. He won three three high school state championships. He won a national championship at Kansas. He's also so got, it's only a matter of time. Did you he's watch an interview with their, his mom last night? I know you were at dinner. No, I no, saw, I saw it. Yeah. I really wanted him to just cut to the big screen of the basketball game. Yeah, um, why was she on the big screen? Uh, the mom, by the way, she's awesome. good from afar, but far from good. You guys would go there. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, she seems like a great mom. That's why. <laughs> great personality. Yeah, she's got a great personality. Christian was like, I can hear her from the stands. That's cool. That is cool. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, I definitely can. Because they asked him that when they were interviewing him. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I know. I, I know when she's yelling at me. Yeah. She got mad at me when I missed that free throw. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's for had, fundamentals, she's had some Christian Brown edition. She's had some work done, no doubt about it. But <laughs> I wonder if Christian paid for that or if he, uh, I don't know, is there a dad in his life? I'm pretty sure. I'm like, why isn't he at the game? Back, I, think he, I think he was. He's back at the, he's he's at the farm, he's the farm working. He's got to get up in the morning and harvest the, the wheat or the corn or <laughs> the harvest the wheat. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to harvest. Yeah, that's what it was. It's harvest season. It's harvest season, yeah. so he's out there working. He's running his carbine. Or combine. Combine. Yeah. He's, yeah. You right. know, it's a small town. Small he's town, Kansas. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
He's just harvesting, man. He's probably like the lawyer <laughs> of the town or something. Oh, no, he's that does they, yeah. I mean, he's a farmer slash lawyer, kind of like those uh lawyers slash doctors who you can call if you get in a car accident. Yeah, he will uh, he will farm your beets, but also t- get you out of jail. Yeah, yeah, we'll farm your beets. <laughs> oh, god, you guys, you gotta have fun. Christian Brown is an interesting kid. What do you guys think of the way he talks? Should we even go I, there? I think he's beyond his years. Okay. You can tell he uh, he likes rap. Exactly. I was going to say, if you're from a farm town in Kansas, you don't typically sound like that. You know what I mean? Um, but, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what else? What else we got going on here? I was trying to find his parents. Um <laughs> Well, we're four, we're four and two right now, right? We're four and two. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you you worry about the record, and then you beat the Jazz, and all of a sudden you're like one of the best five teams in the NBA again. You know what I mean? Like stats and records are fickle at this point, right? I don't know about records. Stats are fickle. Records always matter. I mean, look at the Lakers; they're zero and five. Ooh. Yeah, I mean that's beautiful. It's awesome. I love it. Oh, they're gonna come out playing hard on Sunday. May I? Ask the question that I texted you guys last night. Yeah, I don't remember. Would remember. you trade for LeBron James if LeBron was willing? Oh, because George Carl. Carl, no, yeah. gross, no. We'd have to give up too much. No. Would you give up MPJ for LeBron James? No. Yeah. I'm not giving up Christian Brown. I'm not giving up Peter <laughs> Brown. I'm not giving up Christian Brown. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't need like an old, I'm old. I don't need a 37, 38-year-old guy coming in and getting rid of all my youth. Granted, will he help us? Would he help us get to a championship and probably win a championship? We will win a championship this year. But I just, I don't know. I mean, I just, I think we have have to give up too much. Have you ever experienced an NBA championship as a Nuggets fan? No. It's not going to happen, man. They're not going to trade. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I get it. I know. No, you can get all that baggage LeBron brings with him. He's not that he's much. Gonna change the you know what the LeBron's team. gonna do? He's gonna get here and he's gonna be like, I don't want to play with MBJ or I don't want to play with one of these brown kids. Let's trade him and let's bring in my friend, Mr. Old Guy. What are you gonna do? Dwayne Wade. I don't like playing with Aaron Gordon for some reason. Yeah, I don't like uh, Aaron Gordon. Like, can we can we get Dwight Howard over? Like no. who would not like playing with Aaron Gordon? All that dog does is hustle and rebound and dunk. LeBron James will be one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And he'll always be the worst GM ever. Because everywhere he goes, he ships everybody out and tries to create his own team. And it always ends up blowing up in his face. What if, though? No. Okay. I've never been a LeBron man since day one. Tim just goes, no. No. What if, though? He Um, wants to win, man. I would love to win a championship, but we just have to give up too much to the Lakers. And then three years down the road when – or two years down the road when little Bronny comes out of high school and goes to the pros – LeBron's going to follow him wherever he goes, so then we're just sitting ducks with nobody to play in the games. We'll just be back-to-back. Back. We'll be back to being not very good because we've traded away everybody we have brought in. I hear the middle child's better anyway. Well, I don't know about that. That's what the guy, oh, you mean LeBron's kids? Yeah. Oh, okay. The younger one yeah. is better than, than Bronny, they're saying. Yeah, okay. I don't Does he have three name. children? Yeah, he has maybe four. I think he has two boys and one girl. Maybe he has three boys and one girl. Why do you know how many children LeBron has? I don't know, man. 
Is that is that okay? I don't know how many kids LeBron has. Yeah, do you know their names? No, I don't. Bronny. Well, Bronny, and I can't remember the other one with the glasses. There's Bronny, there's a. Bron Bron. There's little Bron Bron. There's Bronny. Bron Bron. No, there's Bronny, and then there's the Green Giants. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> James ish, Buford, Bronford. <laughs> no, there's no Buford. Bronford, yeah. Bronford, Bron, Bronquan, Bronton, Bronton. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, all right. Jokic, yep. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot about oh, oh, the two time MVP. MVP. Yeah, is he still on our team? Dude, yeah. Oh, okay. just averaging a triple double pretty much. I don't know if this is still like, I don't know if he got another one after the game last night, but after the he Lakers did. game, not triple double, but just away from being after, Chamberlain. Yeah, he'll get there. But after the Lakers game, Nikola Jokic has led his team in points, rebounds, and assists. Um, in 85 games in his career last night, that's the most by any center in NBA history. And that was after the Lakers game on Wednesday. So I don't know if he led in all three of those against uh, the Jazz. He didn't lead it. Uh, he didn't lead points. points. He didn't play enough. So, so no, but what I'm saying is that, like, you know, 85 times all throughout his entire career, most by any center all time. And he's just going to build up on any that. player? I thought it was just any center. I thought it was any player. Oh, is it just center? Most by a center in NBA history. Oh, centers. Yeah. yeah. Well, centers didn't used to pass. Well, Will Chamberlain did. He's just so much bigger than everybody else. This one. Quick yeah. shout out to Matt Miller. Uh, thanks for giving us tickets to the game the other night, man. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was really cool. Game. Yeah, dude. Really cool. When Dave says us, he talks about him and his wife, not the brothers. Just to clarify for our fans. Yeah. Well, there's only two seats. I needed clarification, though. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thought <laughs> we need to clarify. Well, I thought we were all like a part of the Bros on Nugs fam. Yeah, but so, I, like, well, did I go to the game? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> when you accomplish something, I accomplish something. When I accomplish right. something, you accomplish something. It's called being a family, guys. That's what it is. Your love is my love, right. and my love is your love. Exactly. And the song's about incest. <laughs> is it really? All about incest. What? Okay. Okay. Hey, how was the game? Opening night. More importantly, more importantly, how's Jamal celebration? Right. Matt Miller and the family are awesome. Oh, yeah. The game was amazing. Do they still listen to Bros on Nuts? Because I'd love to have him back on. His well, we'll have him we, back need, on. we need some guests. We need some Bros but, on uh, Nuts guests. We made a huge mistake. And Jeremy Heiberger. Heiberger, I'm sure, will be on. We made a huge mistake at halftime. Everyone was kind of hungry, but not really hungry, but no one could decide on what to eat. So we ordered a bunch of food at the club-level bar and then had too much food. So I felt obligated you to know. eat all of it. Well, that's and why I your cholesterol is high. That is why my cholesterol is high. Yeah, so you overate. Oh, dude, I had like half a cheese pizza, like 10 wings, and yeah, you're like, oh, well, we spent it. Yeah, I did. I was like, wait, I paid for this. We're not going home with it. I tried to give it away to people. They're like, you're so right. That's a, yeah. 
In the club level, I'm trying to get away from Wilson. Wings. Our dad used to get so mad if we made him buy us something at a sporting event. Yes. And we didn't eat it. We didn't. Oh, dude. And if you didn't eat it, the next game you went to, you didn't. You didn't get food. No, you get no food. You get no food. Well, last time you came, you didn't finish your food. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. You're not gonna finish them. I'm gonna pay for them. Is that where I get it? Dude, I totally understand that as a dad. No, I. I get it. I get. I, I. I. I do my father impersonation on that, but I totally get it now as an adult. I yeah. understand. Yeah. I get why he used to take me to the Buckaroos place all the time at the at, you know the little kid food court at a at, at a at Coors Field. Yeah. Because you're not getting full portions. No, you're getting little, you're getting little portions. Yeah. Little Buckaroos. And I'd always still be hungry portions. after, but I'm not like wasting anything. This morning I got mad at my kids. Unfortunately, not in like a you know. You know me. I'm not like super angry, but Emerson wanted—he <laughs> wanted to make his own pancakes. Okay. And Luna wanted to make a pancake, but not eat a pancake. So in my mind, I'm thinking, Emerson, let's make you a pancake. You can make your own pancake. Luna, you can make a pancake, which I will eat. Emerson starts to make his pancake and dumps like half the batter. Oh no! <laughs> yes. And so he starts stirring it. And I'm like, Luna, we're not going to make a pancake. I'm so sorry. We just wasted half the batter. Like, I'm not going to make a pancake with you. And she just goes, she just starts bawling. Like, Daddy won't make a pancake with me. And I'm mad at Emerson because he poured half the thing in. I'm just like, ah! Right. Yeah. Do what you made me do! Exactly. (laughs) I swear, like, Wusa is a thing. Yeah. No, I have to call myself. Yeah. Breathe in for four seconds. Breathe or breathe in for four seconds. Breathe out for six. I was, I was really worked up. Oh, I was really worked up. But you know where it came from? So the origin of my anger came from this. I wanted French toast this morning. You're right. <laughs> but I ended up making more pancakes than were necessary because Emerson dumped the whole batter in. Anyway. Speaking of dumping batters, uh, oh, what was cool about the home game? <laughs> they play Bones Highlands rap music uh, for their intro music when the Nuggets come out, and he's just like, he's all steezy, like just like you know, freaking flashy, dude. He's flashy. He is flashy. Yeah. yeah. Can you well, tell me what his three chains were last night? There, there was, was a dog bone, bone with bones on it. Yes, then there was a crown that I couldn't make out what the crown was for. There was something in between. And then what was underneath? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I have no idea. He is the most flashy individual we have had in a decade since AI. Since AI. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, they were asking that. Like, uh, I know you, Scott Hastings, rocking the nice, awesome. I like it. Hockey, mm-hmm. hockey sweater last night on Casual Friday. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit. But anyway, rocking, rocking that Casual Friday. We'll get to that later. And yeah, we'll get to that later. what they were talking about is like, hey man, we've never had someone quite as flashy as Bones Island in a long time. And he's like, yeah, we haven't had anybody ever. And then Marlo made a good point. He goes, AI. He goes, okay, okay, yeah, AI. Yeah, I do think AI has been the last. Well, that whole crew was flashy though. JR. JR. Mello. Kenyon. I, I don't like the nickname for them, but I do like them very much. And they were flashy. Uh, Birdman was I mean, flashy. Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> that whole crew was flashy. And then we went into like European mode for a little bit. 
A little bit. We've been in your <laughs> PO mode yeah. forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. I, even though we got Jokic, I still get mad if we draft a European. Because we've had so many failed European, not just European, just we've had so many failed foreign draft picks. Yes. That, like, even when like, we drafted Jokic, I remember looking at Dave and go, here we go again. Here's a quiz for you guys. You ready? Mm-hmm. And if you were paying attention to the altitude broadcast last night, you might know the answer to this. Though it was only flashed up briefly. Under Michael Malone, uh, for rookies, uh, Christian Brown and Jokic essentially have the second and third highest minutes for rookies at 16 minutes a game as rookies. Who has the most? Who has the most under Mike Malone as a rookie? Under Mike Malone. Yes. Who who has the most minutes in a season under Mike Malone as a rookie? On average, Murray. No, I know. You'll I never play Murray early. You'll either. never. You'll is he never. a Nugget or is it when he was with the Kings? No, as a Nugget. As a, as nugget? a Nuggets coach, it's a Nugget. Was a Nugget. Yusuf Nurkic. No, you guys will never guess this. Oh, that was the craziest stat I ever saw. Uh, I mean, honestly. All right, lighten us. No, no, no. no. Oh, Tim, Tim thinks he got it. Well, I don't think I got. It. I just want to think about it for a minute. I'll, I'm happy to throw out hints. Throw out one hint. One hint. He was a first round draft pick. Emmanuel Moutier? Yes. Not only was it Emmanuel Moutier, Moutier, Emmanuel Moutier played 30 minutes a game. He was our starting point guard. Under Mike Malone. Yeah, right he played away. 30 minutes a game. They were like, right away, you're playing this guy. Yeah. 30 minutes a game. Is he in the league? No, he's no. not in the league anymore. But I do have a really nice Emmanuel Moutier Nuggets jersey. Do you? Sick. Well, know that he's... I think you helped him out. I remember, because we liked that pick. I was like, I love that pick. Yeah. <laughs> Emmanuel Moutier was a poor man. He, uh, he, got he, couldn't, he couldn't score. He was a poor right. man. Uh, what's that guy's name who won championships with the big eyes? Uh, big eyes. <laughs> he did. He has his, like, bug eyes, and he played for the Celtics and several other teams. Rajon Rondo. Oh, oh, he's like a Rajon Rondo. He's a, he's yeah. a Rajon Rondo. Okay, he was fair. a poor man's Rajon He was a Rondo. poor man's Rajon Rondo. And, and I was very excited when we got him because I was like, <laughs> Kroger. Yeah, Kroger, Kroger Rajon Rondo is what he was. Yeah. And he just didn't pan out enough. I mean, he could handle the ball. He made great passes. He just couldn't score. And at the end of the day, right. we yes, didn't have right. enough scores right. around him. Now to have a point guard like that with our current unit yeah. would be sick. I, that's what I was thinking when I saw the stat. I was like, Emmanuel Moutier now. right now would be a great – As like a backup? Yeah, as a backup point guard would be great. But that's a pretty crazy stat. 30 minutes a game, dude. That guy got thrown into the wolves. He did. No wonder he didn't make it. He got thrown straight to the wolves. Like he was one of those high school kids who's like, I'm not going to college. So he goes over and plays overseas. And... Yeah. Yeah, dude. I wish you would have worked out. That Nuggets jersey is pretty sick. I think, sick. I think it's authentic. I think you helped mom pick it out. I did, yeah. That's why I lived in Houston. You guys brought it down. It was sick. <laughs> Going back to casual Friday. Yeah, okay. I, had to, I, I texted this last night, and I just I, I want to mention that Bill Hanslick forgot that it was casual oh, Friday. Yeah. And so he came with the suit and tie. And then, you know, we could have just worn something like that, like a nice little pullover, yeah. sweatshirt. Oh, no. He just put us a, a jersey, a Jokic jersey, over his suit and tie coat. Yeah. It is hilarious. When you <laughs> listen, I was watching him last night. I was like, that is hilarious. Good for him to stick into his guns. Yeah. When you listen to Bill Hanslick analyze, do you ever think to yourself, this guy was once the Nuggets head coach? Does that ever process with you? No. 
Yeah. Think about that, right? Think about that. I was talking to Miller at the game. I was like, Matt, no matter how bad the Nuggets get, just remember that we watched every game of a like a 13 win season. Just remember that. Okay. Just remember that no matter how bad and frustrated we are with the Nuggets, that at one point in the late 90s, they were the laughing stock of the league. The laughing stock. I mean, if you don't draft Carmelo Anthony, I don't know what happens to that team. Which is why I want Carmelo Thank on our team. Thank you so much, Detroit, who had yeah. the second pick for exactly. picking that foreign guy. Darko, I was, I was convinced that's who we were going to draft. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know who I am. Oh, yeah. man, we got third. Yeah. I just remember going, please, Mellow Fall. Please, Mellow Fall. Yeah. Please, Mellow Fall. Because I knew we were going to take that, 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 yep. that foreign guy. And- yep. It changed everything. Mellow changed, changed everything. Changed our logo. Yep. We changed our swag. No, it changed everything, and it continued on to where we are today. You know what else changed everything? And I hate to say this because it pains me sometimes to admit admit this. What happened concurrently with the draft of Carmelo Anthony with the Denver Nuggets? Not just the Denver Nuggets, but other teams in the Colorado region. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to be. The Cronkies took over. Oh. Oh. They took the abs from Canada, brought them here, bought the Nuggets shortly thereafter, set up the Rapids shortly thereafter, and Denver sports has never been the same. Whereas the Cronkies would have brought brought the Broncos. They kind of did with Walton. Yeah. Yeah, Well, no, Cronky is Walton's son-in-law, bro. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. I didn't put that together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but that, and then you get the draft picks, and then you you put a lot of money into that team with Mello, right? Like you had Kenyon Martin, you had Allen Iverson, Phillips, you had Bill, Trader Phillips. Yeah, you put a lot into it. Uh, um, AI, yeah, yeah. You traded AI for Phillips. It's crazy to think about, and I'm not sure the exact Andre Miller, Marcus Camby. I am not sure the exact rank of these teams, but in the 21st century, I think I believe that the Nuggets are at least a top 10 NBA team in terms of winning percentage, if not higher. I saw that. You're talking regular season. I saw that statistic from like 2000-something. From 2000 to now, I would assume we are. I saw that statistic once. I meant to say that. I don't think I did. Yeah. But I think we're top five. I think we are. Since since the mellow days. Yeah. Give me another – give me some teams that have been as consistently good as the Nuggets in the NBA for the last 10 years. For the la- no, the last 20. Well, you got, you got, you got the tail end of the Lakers. And okay. then, yeah, you're, you the, got, La- the Lakers will be there, even though the they new, suck. The, the new Golden State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they Did suck, you see that though. new thing that they want to do that's going to, like, penalize teams? I haven't read into it yet. you seen that? It's going to come after teams that are way above the luxury tax. Oh, they're, they're, they're collective bargaining with the Players Association mm-hmm. to see if they're going to do, like, a hard – um, max, but we weren't one of the. Uh, luckily, even though the we were to go over the luxury tax, tax isn't enough for them. Right. No, that's what they're saying. Well, and they we, want to get rid of the luxury. We tax. are above the luxury tax, like, but there are other teams that they mentioned that are well above. They want a hard. They want a hard. The NBA wants a want hard a cap. Yeah. They want a hard cap, right. and the players are like, "No, nah, dude, this is awesome," because they were making, dude, NBA players make great money. Now, there's not a lot of them. So, so not MLB players because there's no cap in MLB. Exactly. 
But uh, but yeah, no, just for real, a quick exercise of our minds. Okay. In the past 20 years or so, who are the best franchises in the NBA? Winning percentage, regular season, don't think championships. Boston? Boston, Boston probably. Miami? Probably Miami. Probably Miami. Miami. They were good. They're still good. They're still good. They were bad for like a couple years, but they're still good. Would the Spurs still fall in there, even though like they were in ninth seed? Yeah, but the last few years, you're right. right. I bet the Spurs. You said you said said twenty years. So you gotta think about what they did prior to the last couple of seasons. Last few seasons, yeah. Probably the Spurs. And then the Warriors were bad. Then now they're good. They've been good for the last like seven, seven, eight years. Yeah. I think we're probably top ten. I don't know if we're top five. Milwaukee wouldn't fall on that, right? Well, they've been very good lately, but they were not good at all. Yeah. The Lakers obviously probably fall in there. Well, they have the cap. And if we're talking regular season, I bet no, the Clippers were so bad in like the early 2000s. What about Houston? Here we go. Oh, Tim's got it. 21st century stats since 1999-2000. Team with the highest winning percentage. Yep. You ready? No, let's guess. Well, we've guessed some of them. Okay, all right, go for it. We we are top ten. Okay. I was was about saying we're top five. Okay. Can you guys guess who's number one? The Lakers. Spurs. Spurs, okay. Yeah, I mean, that dynasty was amazing. Two. I don't think we mentioned them. Okay. Can you give me a hint? Western Conference or Eastern Conference? Western Conference. Not the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Dallas Mavericks. Yep. Oh, the so San Antonio yeah. Dallas Mavericks. Under three. Mark Cuban, they've been very good consistently. Uh, number three, we mentioned them, Miami Heat. Okay. Number four, we'll pay us. Utah Jazz. Jazz. Oh, yeah. Number five, we mentioned them, Boston Celtics. Number six was the Lakers. Seven, Houston Rockets. I told you. Interesting. Why? Those well, early years, and yeah. Olajuwon and those guys, and then Harden years. Harden years, yeah. And then the Denver Nuggets. So we're eight. We're eight, and then Indiana Pacers, and then Trail. Woo! The Pacers? Yeah, they're consistently, like, average. Like, like right in, like, seventh, sixth seed in the East every year for a long time. That's interesting. And then, and then the Thunder. The, well, the Blazers are 10, and then the Thunder. And the Phoenix. Well, the Thunder for a while there was just, like, outrageous. Yeah. That's interesting, dude. I like yeah. that. Good yeah, stuff. I like that. Okay. Good stuff, you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys have any last thoughts on the Nuggets or whatever's going on here? Let's talk about the, the future schedule here for the next couple weeks, right? Okay. Yep. We got, oh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, I like this. We got Lakers, 0-5. On the road. Tomorrow. Then we got Thunder. On, the, Thunder. on the road. Going to the Spurs game next week. Good. That's the, the only. That's the day. only home one, right? And then we go back at the Spurs, and then like, man, we're on the road a lot. We're on the road uh, four of our next five games, Will, and we've been on the road a lot here early in the season. So um, the fact we're four and two right now, I really like uh, the next five games that are going to be super important. Super important. If we go three and two in the next five, I'm happy. Although when you look at the teams, you're like, you should win them all. 
Right. Go four and one. Man, four and one would be great. Yeah, so we we got Lakers, Thunder, Spurs, uh, 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 home and away with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Then we go on an East Coast road trip. So we have uh, more road games. That's where we'll lose. Yeah, no, we don't play. We don't have like a week long home trip or home stand until it's like bad. halfway through the season, dude. It's bad. But when do we get the next home? Oh game? man, dude, there's a lot, a lot your of week, away your, games. Your birthday. The 20 Thanksgiving yeah. week. Look at this. Okay. I'm just going to go through the November schedule. Well, tell me if it's home or away. It's a lot of away. Okay. okay. So, Saturday, November 5th, home game. Guess when our next home game is? Around 21st. Like 21st. Around day's the 16th against the Knicks. So, two weeks without a home game. And then we don't play again at home until the 22nd, 22nd. against the Pistons. And then we don't play again until Monday, the 28th against the Rockets. We got a home and home against the Rockets on the 28th and 30th. Till December, holy cow! So we, we don't this get is like, this is our East Coast road trip, dude. Listen to our East Coast. Like this, listen, listen to this. We go okay away. Spurs, Pacers, Celtics, Bulls. Okay, and we come home for one game against the Knicks. What you fly all the way from Chicago to Denver for one game, and then we have a home game against the Knicks, and then we go to Dallas for two games. We at Dallas, at Dallas, both of them. We play Dallas on Friday, and then we play Dallas on Sunday. What the fuck is the 18th that? The 18th and 20th. And then we come back home for one game against the Pistons. Are you kidding me? And then we go and then we go to Oklahoma City. And then we go to LA to play the Clippers. What's that? And then name? back home for two games against the Rockets. What are, when is that? And then we go on another road trip against the Hawks and the Pelicans. Holy shit. Keep this in mind. That means the back end of our schedule has a lot of home games. Should. Holy, Holy shit. Man, if we're like 500 by December, I'm okay. That's a lot of travel. Yeah. Early in the season. Yeah. Hoo-wee. Yeah, dude. We definitely got away with the idea of less travel. They're over COVID, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> right? during COVID, they're like, oh, there's less travel thing. Like, Home and home play work games. Yeah. Make it work. Apparently not. Hey, let's just play the same team in the same area. Why are we playing Dallas back to back in Dallas? That doesn't Dallas make and sense. Dallas, like two games against Dallas. That doesn't make any sense. It's weird, man. I would love to talk to the NBA schedule and just be like, let me pick your brain. No one's schedule's perfect. Well, you're a scheduler. Complaints. Yeah. How yeah. many complaints do you get? I mean, only the the parent who feels like they have to tell me about why I should schedule what, and then I tell them why it is the way it is, and they go, oh, okay. I'm willing to listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you got to understand I'm scheduling a league, not just your team. Maybe this is how we make a shit ton of money. We come up with some, like, algorithm that schedules all the, like, major sports better than the major sports schedule. Well, it's all in regards of money, too, though. Like, sure. there's so many factors that we don't know about why they schedule and how they schedule. Last little, uh, can I make one last little note here before whatever we're about to do? Mm-hmm. 538. Do you guys ever watch their stats? Uh, some of them, yeah. Well, it's ESPN Plus, so you have to look at them if you have ESPN Plus. So I don't get to, like, five really 538 it. stats are awesome, always have been. Since their inception, um, who do you think they have winning the NBA championship? Well, percentage wise, I think they have us, right? No, 
There's one team above us. We're second. We have this. Nope. We have the second best odds behind this other team. Boston. Boston. Yeah. But in the West, we have the highest odds of winning the championship. We're in a good spot. And we're only going to be in a better spot. Yeah, absolutely. As, as, as our, Jamal gets better. As Jamal and MPJ, Porter. And yeah. I, I didn't talk much about Porter today. Right. That dude is frustrating as hell. But at least we know his game now, so we like aren't like he just over doesn't. It. He just doesn't. Defense to him, it just it, it does not exist. You know what I don't get about him, um, and I think maybe this is an injury thing for him. Um, he really doesn't finish around the rim all that well. You know, for a six. Ah, uh, he did last night. Last night he missed like a like a nice easy reverse layup, dude. Oh man, he's had a couple. Like he's getting better, and he's being, he's getting smarter on the offense. Positivity. Yeah, I have no positivity when it comes to Michael Porter Jr. That too frustrates the hell out of me. Oh no, he can shoot. Twenty-two and thirteen last night. Yeah, he can shoot. Four for five. What did he do the night before? What did he do the night before that? Well, what did he, he do the he, night before he, that? He, he had a. Dude, what did he do the night before whoa, that? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, he's our best three-point shooter right now. He's over fifty percent. Oh, absolutely. He's the only. Outside of Ja Morant, and I think it's like maybe DeMar DeRozan, he's the only one shooting 50% field goal percentage from in the paint and outside the paint. So he's doing good. Yeah, he's doing pretty well. I just don't like the way he finishes around the rim. I think he's a little weak. I mean, if you want to talk about his defense, then he's a little dummy. Yeah, I get it. But he rebounded well last night, and he played great last night. His defense is frustrating, but it's actually gotten better, which is weird. Remember how he's smarter, he dude. Like, like we, we we roast him a lot. He's smarter. He's getting better. He's getting better. Okay, I want to. Okay, so you we're, we're going on the MPJ. Okay, great, great decision by by MPJ last night. And this is offensively, not defensively. Okay, he comes off of a, 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 a roll screen, catches it on the uh, on the sideline baseline, catches, and he sees Malik Beasley coming at him hard instead of shooting. He hesitates a little bit and then goes up, draws a foul, and just yes. throws it up. Yeah. And he Kobe did it. Pass. He Kobe did. <laughs> no, but he went to the line and got two he and scored it, man. Like he, he, he drew a foul. Like he, he was. Still did pass. It was a really smart play. I was actually him. really worried he wasn't going to get up, but he got up once again. Now, MPJ's got. Yeah, like, you guys are hard on him. He's got. A ton of high side. He sucks defensively, though, like, for real. He's a liability. But uh, he shoots like no one I've ever seen, man. Uh, that guy, if he catches in rhythm and does his little, like, yes. gather. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. Gather. Right. Exactly. It's, if he can gather, gather, he's deadly. If he doesn't it's gather. Automatic. It's automatic. It is automatic. I mean, from that far out to be automatic. Is Was it last cool. night that he had the fast break and he tried to take it himself, even though – Brown was ahead of him. He should have passed it forward. Yes, that was the dude. Don't pass the ball, man. That's my problem with him. Yeah, he doesn't. That's my big problem with him is he'd rather take a contested shot than pass it to someone. He's not a great decision maker. Agreed. He's not a great decision maker. Uh, Should he? He's going to continue to shoot the way he does, and he's going to be fifty percent. Then I'm all bored. Yeah, but like frustrating. What's frustrating about it is not him as a player; it's the contract that we gave him. I think that's what's frustrating. I don't think it's him as a player. I think I get frustrated that we gave him that much money. Right. I, I'm not mad at him as a player. I think he's a great shooter, a, an amazing shooter. 
probably the best shooter on our team. Not a probably the best shooter on our team. Uh, I think Ooh, Bones. No, no Bones. No. <laughs> bones is like the streakiest shooter. Yeah, we gotta go Pete. Hold it too long. I hope everything comes out all right. I think it's gonna be just fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. MPJ's all right. He's man. frustrating as hell. Who? MPJ? I think so. Oh, I, I think he, he, he looks to score and then he turns the ball over. He does he's not a good passer. What I like yeah. now though about it is like I know who he is. I know that does, it still frustrates me. And like you said, when he gathers, when he can have his gather off a screen or in or on a fast break, nine times out of ten, he's gonna hit that. But between those nine, between those two things, he does so many things that are very frustrating. He's still young enough. You want me to be positive? He's yeah. still so young enough that like he could develop and be even better. Yeah. But will he be healthy all season? Probably not. So he's just what well, he frustrates me, and I, I get you know you guys both love him, and he doesn't frustrate you guys. No, but he frustrates me. He doesn't frustrate me as much as he did last year. No. Well, last year he couldn't frustrate you. He sat his ass on the bench. Well, at the beginning of the year. I have he does I not have, he does not frustrate me as much as Bones does. Well, Bones just pisses me off. Like yeah. at the end of the day, Bones just angers me. Um but then last night he did what he was he did what he did. But that was last night. The first five games, he didn't do that. It's like first in, five it's games. It's like in every other night. He had another like if, if Bones could play Consistent. Consistent. He doesn't have to do what he did last night, but if he can play consistently, he doesn't have to have 25 points or whatever he had last night. If he has if he has 10 to 15 every night, awesome. And if Michael Porter Jr., he doesn't need to score 40 or 30 points or whatever. If he can average 15 to 20 a night, then boom. Tim? Yes, sir. To try to get you back into a better mood, will you please predict the outcome of the Broncos game tomorrow? <laughs> Oh, Broncos game. What's the score and who wins? It's the score of the Lakers-Nuggets game. Broncos. Oh, that's tomorrow too, yeah. They're going to win 15-13. to <laughs> That is such a that's weird a story. That's a safety. But that is a, uh, that's a good, that is a good, because they're in England. So it's going to be like a Three, field six, goal. 3, 6, 9, 12, 15. <laughs> We're going to give up a touchdown and a field goal, boys. It's a field goal fest. We're going to hit five, 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 six field goals. Is McManus, uh, are we done with him yet? No. <laughs> You're so why? positive. It's why awesome. would you be done with McManus, man? He sucked last game. I get it. He missed an extra point in the field goal yeah, last game. That cost but us. think of how, yes, but think of how many field goals that man has made for us over the years and how consistent he has been. He's our most consistent scoring player on our offense. Since we won the Super Bowl. This is really fun because Tim is worked up right now. And I'm going to try not to take too much advantage like of it. it a lot. Um, do you know his percentages beyond 50 when the game is on the line? Well, probably it's really bad. Oh, it's really, it's almost zero. Who, who are we going to go get? There's no kicker out there. No, I want the Atlantic, the Atlantic kicker. Uh, we, we, Cause it, yeah, because his name. Wait, wait a few years. We can draft this Auburn, Auburn kid uh, out yeah. of Texas. Dude, get that kicker from Maryland. That so 15-13 Broncos. 15-13 Broncos. Okay. We're going to kick all field goals. Who? The kicker from Maryland is, like, good, dude. Oh, he he's is very, good. He's yeah, very good. Yeah. 
We're going to kick all field goals. We're going to give up a touchdown and a field goal. We're going to win 15 13. Let Marlo announce it. Uh, Tim got to predict his game. You get the uh, Nuggets game. I get the Arsenal game. You go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to give me the Michigan Michigan State game. No, well, you can do that too. Okay. You're not going to want to do that. Nuggets win tomorrow against the Lakers. 113 yeah. to 103. That'd be that'd be a good win. They're desperate. We play Des- the we always play the Lakers hard. Desperation's a stinky Dude, color. Yeah, and if Tony Brothers is roughing, then we I'm scared. Okay. Or Mott. You're a Michigan, Michigan State. Prediction. Michigan wins 31 to 17. Oh man, Michigan's gonna blow it. <laughs> I know. I hate to say it. I'm just fucking with you. This is one of those nights. Nice... <laughs> the lucky game. No, I'm sorry. This is one of those like nights. Regardless of what gonna... score you said, I was gonna say Michigan. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for Michigan. I am going for Michigan. We're they, different, man. JJ McCarthy's different. They are gonna blow it tonight. But I am going for Michigan. I will be rooting for them. It's, it's gonna come down to all you have to do is get the punt off. Fuck you. And guys. you're gonna fumble the punt. <laughs> Fuck you guys, dude. <laughs> Okay. Really? You legitimately think they're going to blow it tonight? I just think it's a trap game, man, because Michigan State's not playing well this year, but they have the dudes necessary to win. That's all I think. That's all I think. I'm just all pushing right. your buttons, dude, because it's fun. <laughs> Dave's pushing mine. Okay. Switchbacks. I'm not going to invite you over for pork butt tomorrow. Screw you guys. That's fine. <laughs> like that. What time is the game? Game's at 530 tonight. No, the pork butt. What time's that? Whenever you want. Okay. Switchbacks. Six six o'clock. Our hometown team, the Switchbacks, are hosting the first ever second I had so much fun. Was it a good time? Oh, man. We watched them beat uh, uh, Rio Valley (laughs) last Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Rio Grande Valley. Rio Grande Valley. Okay. Okay. You got the name wrong of all the other Switchbacks team they played. You guys you all so... jumped on me when I said the meeting house, and I didn't say the first No, time no, he's jumping on me because I don't know the team that they played last like, oh, oh, oh. Okay. All right. So, who wins tonight? Oakland? Or... I'll tell you this much the last 20 minutes. It's the Sacramento Republic. Oh, it's Get Sacramento. Get it right, Dave. Well, who wins? You know the teams in the league, Dave. Well, I know there's the Oakland team. I know that. The Roots. Are yeah, we all not playing them? Are we all predicting a 2 0 switchbacks victory? Sure. I got switchbacks winning 2 1. Okay. If switchbacks win, do they play again at home? No, this will be their last home game. This is their last home game. Yeah. Exactly. So I haven't been to a switchbacks game. Yeah. It was fun. I thought you were going to buy season tickets, Dave, and I was just going to buy some from you. Oh, you don't have to buy them if I bought them. But anyway, uh, see you, Arizona State, tonight. You want me to make this prediction? Oh God! I'll tell you. It's at. Win. It's in Boulder. I'll tell you who's gonna win. The Buffs. Yeah, the Buffs are winning. The Buffs. No, they're playing at home. Yep. Our student section is one of the best student sections <laughs> in the nation, yeah. and I'm gonna say this. You want to know why? Because they all show up and we suck. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look at look at all the other crappy teams out there. Yeah. Good they don't you. have a student section. You have the worst team We're in FBS. Here, Worst team yeah. in FBS. They're part of you. Yeah, Worst team in FBS. Yeah, yeah. But guess what? Be it a whiteout, be it a blackout, be it a blizzard, our people show up. They do. And they're going to be rowdy. That's going to be a little too cold for them boys from Arizona. See you, boss. Win number two.
I agree. I think the Buffs are taking I like it. I like it a I, lot. I think it's a good pick. I'll take that. Hey, on. Put it on points, bet, baby. Yep. Let's do it. Uh, Arsenal and Nottingham. Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest. Fuck you. <laughs> now, I realize Arsenal's been struggling re- re- lately. but uh, I think that's, that's, that's not fair. I didn't even know there was a team named Nottingham Forest. It really makes you want to be the sheriff of yeah. Nottingham. The sheriff of Nottingham. It makes you want to be Robin Hood and Little John. Robin Hood and Little John going dirty. We're men. We're men. Robin Hood and Little John going through the door. The cartoon Robin Hood is like my favorite. It's the best one. That's the best one. And the second best is Prince of uh, Thieves. Oh, if you're going with Robin Hood. Oh, Robin Hood's? Yeah. 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 Prince of Thieves. Kevin Costner. Followed by Men in Tights. Followed by Men in Tights. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just talking about Disney movies. Disney. Disney. They uh, ruined my childhood, so. I was going to say, Milo and Otis is a pretty good movie, too. Oh, my God. Milo and Otis had me until I saw a cat be born. Yep. And I, I was like, I don't know about this. And then shortly thereafter, I saw a, a dog be born. And I was like, you know. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Like, you know, I get, I get the, they're showing the beauty of life and. I guess now as an adult, having had a child, it's more it's more beautiful than I perceived as a young lad. <laughs> Probably important for us to see things giving birth at a young age so we know like what, how that Dave, happened. Dave, we saw a cow give birth at a young age in a traffic jam in Boulder. Do you remember that? No. You don't remember that. We were going from Denver to Boulder, and we were in a bumper to bumper, and our windows were down. Our windows? Windows were down. down. And for the longest time, you just hear this. What? And we're like, what the hell is that? And like, we're just slowly going. And you hear this. Just keep slowly inching up. Next thing you know, we look out our window. There's a cow with like a half of a calf out of it. Oh, shit. And it's just going. And the thing just goes. (laughs) You don't remember that? No, dude. You don't remember that? Was I with you? It was me, you, mom, and dad. Going to Boulder? I don't know. I had no idea why we were going to Boulder and what we did up there. No idea. But you remember that? I, who doesn't remember seeing a small cow fall out of a big cow? I don't know. Hey, you open this door for this kid? Hey. 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 All right. Wrap it up. on nuts. Go nuts. Hey, we're going to make the Lakers go O-N-C. I hope so. Um, if we're 500, the next time we get together to do this show, I'm happy. Right. It's a lot of road Dude, games. Dude, I got that, that, the, that road schedule. Jesus yeah, Christ. It's a lot of road games. Hey. Grab your roadies, my friend. We'll see you next time. Nuggets Nation. Let's dig. Let's dig.